Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, do it again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing <laughs> What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Total Degenerates podcast brought to you by Resilient Real Estate. Um, wow, new podcast studio. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you feel comfortable yet or is it still kind of new? Same room as before, but vibes a little different. Couches are nice. Yeah, a little more relaxed. We don't have the chairs. We got a little more lights going on. But, uh, you know, shout out Resilient Real Estate. We're hooking us up with the new podcast studio. See them for all your real estate needs. Uh, Golden Road drink of the day. We have a Heineken <laughs> mini keg. Not really Golden Road, but yeah. Yeah, but we have a, a mini keg in here that we're drinking. Um, Christmas. Courtesy of, courtesy of my grandma. Yeah, Christmas gift that I got. <laughs> so I don't know what that says. I got a lot of alcohol this Christmas. I got the same thing. So yeah. Isn't that great when family members just like accept our alcoholism and just feed it to us? I, I For a moment, I get a little offended and then I kind of move on. They're great gifts though. I mean, who doesn't like getting booze from grandma or grandpa? No, it works. It works. So uh, that is Golden Road Drink of the Day. We obviously took two-week hiatus for the holidays. We're back. Uh, we'll be rolling through the NFL playoffs. Obviously, we have our college football playoffs this week, followed by the college football national championship game in a few weeks. Um, what did we miss? We didn't miss a whole lot um, as far as college football. We had some bowl games get canceled. We're just hoping that COVID stays away from these playoff games, right? I, I don't even want to talk about COVID. Yeah. Like, I, I, obviously, there's been games canceled. There's been players getting it, whatever. But I don't even want to talk about it for the potential jinx that this could happen. I mean, there's a potential possibility where no games are played and they just crown a national champion. We're two days like, away. It's crazy. We're two days away. I feel like more than COVID, it's these teams using it as an excuse to kind of back out of these games. I know we kind of talked about it earlier, but... Look, you know, these... I'm, it's well documented my my hatred for opt outs and just kind of the disrespect that people put on bowl games nowadays. I, I just hate it. So again, I I don't want to rant today. Yeah, no, I, I, talk, I, I, there's a lot of games. This going is a positive. On. This is a positive podcast. So. Right. Let's talk some games. Um, competition. If you guys have been following on Instagram, has been crazy with the NFL. We're getting that a little bit later as well. Um, but the big story for this week: college football playoffs. The Cincinnati Bearcats. Take on Alabama Crimson Tide in the Cotton Bowl. This is the game that this podcast has been waiting for for two years. And I'm not, you know, under or overstating it. It's been two years that we've been back in the Bearcats. We've been trying to get them in. We got them in. We've been talking about them all year. And now it's time to break down the game. And I couldn't be more fucking excited. What started as a just a cover gambling team for us has turned into a podcast favorite. TD Bearcats. Like That's, legitimately, Blaine has already said that he's going to be a Bearcat fan, you know, after Ritter leaves, after Fickle leaves, you know what I mean? Like they're all, we're all in, you know what I mean? We're very excited for the Bearcats and I, it's very well deserving as well. We've talked about it. This team has been grinding for two years to get here now. So couldn't be happier for the team. Couldn't be happier for, you know, the coach Fickle and uh, just excited to see what uh, they put out on Saturday. Friday, actually. Friday, sorry. Friday. So one thing I, you know... I don't think people stayed enough how long it took them and how hard it was for them to get to this point. Undefeated season last year, right? Yeah, yeah except for the bowl game. And they yeah. lose to Georgia in a close game. Yeah, to Georgia. If they don't lose a close game and they get blown out, 
they're not in this situation. They don't go undefeated last year, they're not in this situation. They have to go undefeated again this year with a schedule that happened to line up where Notre Dame ends up being the fifth best team in the country. They go into Notre Dame and they beat them. Mm -hmm. Just the stars had to align and they had to take care of business. And they're very much deserving to be here. And I don't want to spend too much time with their resume, but let's get into the actual game. And I want to talk about a couple battles that we're going to see um, in this game and who has advantages. Obviously, it's Saban with a month to prepare. That's the biggest hurdle the Bearcats got to face, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than Bryce Young, more than their outstanding wide receivers without Mechie, it's going an Allen linebacker. It's going to be how do you deal with fucking Saban when he has a month to prepare? It's 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 been something that we've been trying to figure out for a decade now with Saban, right? Even past that, like. How do you beat Saban in the big game? Don't bet against Bama in the big game. You know, I mean, that's that's just an ongoing theme. With You know, if you've been following sports for the last 20 years, it's Saban in a big game, Saban in a national championship game. He doesn't lose, you know. So um, it's, it's a, absolutely a tall task. I mean, it can't be overstated that the coaching advantage for Saban, even how good Fickle is that we think he is, it doesn't matter because it's Nick Saban. It is, and, and it's the best to ever do it. You know, it's better than Bear Bryant. It's better than... You name it. He's the best of all time. Um, so let's talk about these battles a little bit and who has the edge. Um, let's start with the main position, quarterback. You have the Heisman champion in Bryce Young, and you got the fifth-year starter, fourth-year starter, Desmond Ritter. Um, the highest recruit to ever go to Cincinnati at the quarterback position is there. And you have Bryce Young, who was a five-star out of California. I know the easy on the surface level, you want to see Bryce Young because he's the Heisman. But is there a huge advantage there for Alabama at the quarterback position? As much as I love Desmond Ritter, I, I do. I think Bryce Young is that much better. Um, just just from watching the games, I mean, Bryce Young is another level of poised and just he's a gamer. The guy is just a fucking gamer. Like, he really is. Even from back in his days when he was at modern day, the guy just gets it done. And he's a winner at the end of the day, too. I mean, we've watched the tape. We've watched Bam all season look very subpar in a lot of ways. But he has not. Consistent. He he has lifted this team throughout the season to where they are right now. So, to me, he is the X factor. But, I mean, on the other side of the ball, I've seen Desmond Ritter have some pretty average games before. You know, I mean, he hasn't looked perfect. To win this game against Bama, Desmond Ritter needs to play the best game of his life, and he needs to play no turnover football. If he turns the ball over, it could very well be done for them. I'm going to hold that thought because I'm going to talk about as a a whole take. Um, I do think Bryce Young's obviously the better athlete. He's more skilled. You know, he's the Heisman. He had his best game of the year against George, arguably the best defense in the country. So there's obviously an advantage, but there is something to be said about a guy who's a fourth year starter, projected first round draft pick. It's not a huge gap. It's a big gap, but it's not one of those gaps where it's like, wow. Bryce Young is so much better than Desmond Ritter, who is potential to be a first-round draft pick this year. So I do think Desmond Ritter needs to have a good game. And like I said, I want to talk about the keys of the game later. Um, but I do think it is an advantage for Bryce Young in this game at that position specifically. Um, I think another another big key matchup is going to be that Alabama defensive line against that Cincinnati run offense. Cincinnati loves to run the ball. They got Jerome Ford. But that Bama defensive line is the real deal. Who has the advantage in this game? I think this is probably the strength of Bama. 
Agreed. From what we've seen. Is Agreed. They, they do stop the run well. You know, Georgia was not able to run the ball extremely well against them. They ran the ball a little bit, but not, not excellent, not to normal Georgia standards. So this is kind of where Bama does excel. And this is exactly where Cincy excels, right? We talked about it before. They're a very balanced team on offense. Yes. Right? They don't they don't kill you with points. They don't blow teams out. What they do is they run the ball hard, and Ritter timely throws the ball deep, and he has a good arm. Um, Cincinnati has to do has to run the football. That's just how their offense functions. I think this is going to be one of the keys to the game for Cincinnati. They have to run the ball well in order to kind of get momentum and to just get their offense kind of in on track, basically. I, I agree. Do you think? It helps or hurts the fact that Jerome Ford came from Bama. Does that help him or does that hurt him in this game particularly? I mean, if anything, it only helps or hurts him emotionally. You know, I mean, <clears throat> for the most, I would I would say it helps him if anything. You know what I mean? He obviously is going to be a little amped up for this game, and I think that would just give his offensive line that much more reason to you know to fight. Not that I think they need extra motivation in any way, but at the end of the day, I think when it comes to you know. The guy lining up against another guy, I don't think it necessarily matters. I think it's huge. I think it's huge for the fact that when you play Bama and you play Saban, it's fucking intimidating. It's very intimidating. You're playing against the best of the best for the last decade. And to have a guy that has come from there and not only came from there, but has seen what they've done, you know, has been through their practices, has played with these guys. He's going to be able to help Cincinnati and the rest of that offense say, hey, these guys are just like we are. They're no better. They're no different. He's going to be able to be that calming force, I believe, for Cincinnati to where they're not as intimidated. Um, And he can kind of be that stalemate, and they're going to rely on him. And I think he wants more than anything to have a huge game in here, in this game against Saban and against um, Alabama. And one thing I've been hearing a lot is, you know, he wasn't good enough to play there. That's why he left. I don't necessarily agree with that. Maybe he didn't get a shot. Maybe, you know, he had a bad camp one year and he didn't he fell behind a guy or he had an injury, whatever it was, the reason why he left. He's proven he's plenty good enough to play anywhere in the country. So that argument to me is not valid. So I think he's gonna be a huge factor in this game to determine the success of Cincinnati and that running game against the defensive line. Yeah, I mean I'm not, not. I'm not knocking Jerome Ford. I just don't think necessarily it. It will ultimately matter. Like, yeah, like, oh, yo, they're just another guy. So what? But at the end of the day, like, the talent level is a, is a factor in this game. It we is. You have to address the fact that Bama, year in and year out, has a top five recruiting class. Yeah. Cincinnati is probably top fifty. Right. Let's just right. be honest. In the last three years, on average, you could say Cincinnati is probably in in maybe the thirties. Right. Whereas Bama's top five every year. So the talent discrepancy, especially in that area, is go- is going to be a factor everywhere. Well, let's get to the talent that's most even, or actually that favors Cincinnati in this game, is Cincinnati's secondary. Kobe Bryant, Sauce Gardner, going against those skill receivers from Alabama. No Mitchie, but you still get, um, what's his name for Bama? Jameson Williams. Yeah. yeah. Um, who has advantage in this this part of the field? This part of the field, I mean, it's tough because, I mean, Jameson Williams, as we saw from, um, you know, that SEC championship game is electric, to say the least. I mean, the guy just tore up what we thought was the best defense in the last 20 years, right? He tore them up. Um, but as far as, like, individual matchups go, yeah, that that will be amazing. Sauce Gardner, Jameson Williams, that, I can't wait for that matchup. 
But then the other side, you know, Mechie goes down with an ACL tear. You know, Kobe Bryant, another, you know, top five, you know, one of the best corners in the country. He just won, won, he yeah. won the Thorpe Award. Won the Thorpe. So the guy obviously is fantastic going up against, I think it's going to be Billingsley, who has, I think, under 400 yards receiving for this year. So you have to think just the game reps alone and just, I would just say that the, the football levels of those guys, Cincinnati does have the advantage there, you know, but at the end of the day, there's still a talent discrepancy on who's the nickel for Cincinnati, right? Who's who's the slot guy for Bama, right? These are still four and five star guys that are rolling out a corner, right? I mean, we've seen in the past. I mean, Judy, Ruggs, uh, Waddle, and Smith all played on the same team at one point, right? I'm not saying these guys are that level, but it's, it's also because we just don't know their names yet. Yeah. Here's what I'll say, and like we can get into our next point is what does a Cincinnati win look like? You know, what? How, how do they get to a point where they win this game? I know you mentioned it earlier. Ritter plays a perfect game or, you know, no turnovers. What is, is that what it is? Is that what a Cincinnati win looks like? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it sounds like I'm not giving a lot of credit to Cincinnati and their team here. But what I'm basically emphasizing is that what it, when it comes down to it, Cincinnati does have to play flawless. They really do. They I mean, I... In so many ways, I think Fickle's a great coach, and I think he's going to prepare them for this moment, which is awesome, and I, and I want that. But they do have to play to that level. They have to play flawless football. They can't come out slow, right? That offense we've seen come out slow, and they're a second-half team. We can't just be a second-half team in this game. They have to be a four-quarter team throughout this entire football game. To me, a couple things, you know. So you're saying pretty much... You know, what is Bama's keys then to winning this football game? Is it running the ball? Is it their past offense? Or is it basically just show up, be Bama, and you should win this game? There's there's a couple things about this. I mean, if we're getting into actual picks and prediction, I mean, what it comes down to me is we're, 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 we're thinking about Bama from what we just saw in this Georgia SEC championship And that's game. my point. We, we, we saw them play... Their perfect game. We saw them yeah. literally light up a defense. We saw them actually look pretty good on on defense, and that was their that was their peak. That was the best game they could have played, but that was the only time they've done that all year, and not right? even only done it like not even close mm-hmm. to doing that all yeah. year long. And you know, and that's where I'm at is the recency bias for Bama, and we're gonna get into it with Georgia, I think too. Yeah. Is, what Bama are we going to see? Are we going to see the Bama we saw for 12 weeks? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to see the Bama that we saw against Georgia? Yeah, and I think that's fair to talk about. I mean, a lot of people aren't because they're just assuming we're going to see that same Bama. But at the end of the day, we saw 12 weeks of a mediocre Bama, right? We saw we saw weeks where they lost to L- or they beat LSU by seven points, if that, within seven. They lose they beat Florida by two, right? They they lose to Texas AM, who lost four games this year. And then they well, they had one more but Auburn. Auburn in the final drive they had to go and they had to go to four overtimes, right? I mean we're Tennessee talking about a team. For a half. Yeah, we're talking about a team that looked very subpar all year and needed Bryce Young to get it done in final plays, right? And if and if I were picking, Cincinnati's better than all of those teams. All, absolutely. With the exception of Georgia, you know, they match up well, obviously. Right, but, right, right. But LSU, Florida, AM, Auburn, all those teams I just named that that Bama was very close in. Cincinnati's better than every single one of those teams. Not to mention Auburn has a backup quarterback in that game. Yeah. LSU has a backup quarterback in their yeah. game. 
Yeah. And Florida what turned out to be a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> Super dumpster fire. Here's what I'll say about the game, and I think people are not giving enough credit to this part of it. Yes, there's obviously going to be some talent discrepancy. Do I think it's as big as people are making out to be? Personally, no. Will it be? Maybe. I think the biggest thing you're going to see with that is depth. If, you know, late in the game, you're going to see that depth actually come to fruition. You know, Saban's going to do a good job of exposing where that talent maybe not is is as good um, on, you know, whether it's the Cincinnati defense, as you mentioned, you know, nickel, slot corner type thing, a safety, whatever it is, he's going to try to expose it. But what I will say that people aren't giving enough credit for is this Cincinnati team is very old. Yeah, and they're, they're very they're much older than the Alabama team. Much older. And I think there's a lot that goes into that. I don't think Cincinnati has to play a perfect game. I don't. Yeah, if they turn the ball over three times early in the game, they're down 21 nothing. It's going to be very tough to come back. But this team handles adversity because they're so old. They're not going to get rattled. A Luke Fickle team will not get rattled, and especially an older group like they are. They could be losing by 10 points at halftime, and I still believe they have a chance to win this game. I think they need to play a good game. They need to play their game. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't need to be flawless. Ritter needs to be okay. A little better than okay. He needs to be good, not perfect. He no, needs to be Ritter good. Ritter needs to play really well. He needs to play good. I, 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 that's the one thing that I'll say is like, I'm with you in a lot of ways. They need to play their game 100%. But I've seen Desmond Ritter, and I love Desmond Ritter. I've been on him forever now. He needs to play a good game, and we see him start slow. And He does he need to play a good need, game. And the one way that I've I've talked about how you beat Bama, you know, I think you have to be mobile as a quarterback. You have to be able to move in the pocket. You have to be able to run a little bit. And you also have to pressure them downfield with big throws, which they can. And yes, and Ritter's capable of those things. But add on to it, it's not the same Bama secondary that we've seen in the past. It's not no, that it's good. It's not the they're, same Bama team. We've talked about that all the year. 103rd ranked pass defense in college football. It's not that same secondary. They lost and, all those guys and in the NFL. And actually, I think they have one corner that's out for the so, ankle injury. You have a really good tight end with Cincinnati. Yeah. You have two really good receivers. Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce is going. Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. Yeah. Alec Pierce, there's no one that can cover him, I don't think, in this game. And he's big. A he's, lot of jump balls. Yes. And I it's a very susceptible pass defense. And I think they're going to expose that. Cincinnati's defense is going to stay up. They're going to be good. You look at that Georgia game, right? The Bama-Georgia game. And what did Alabama do? They said, three guys, and we're going to beat you with three guys. Bryce Young. Um, Mechie and Jamison Williams. And, and Jamison Williams. They didn't run the ball very well in that game. Yes, Georgia's D-line is second to none. But Cincinnati's run defense is very good as well. Yeah. And you put those corners out there, it's going to be a – I. here's the thing is, every year we get one blowout in the college football playoff. Yeah. Every year it's been playoff, we get at least one, sometimes two. Mm-hmm. Every, the easy target is to say that Cincinnati is going to blow out in this game. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's a blowout. I, I, it's tough to go against Saban, but I have a lot of confidence in this Bearcat team this weekend. The one thing I'll say about this game that I really think Cincinnati needs to do that no, that really no one's talking about and why I think Georgia ended up losing that game is they had no pressure. On Bryce Young. None. Zero. If Cincinnati can at least rattle him a little bit enough to make him move or do something in the pocket, because he has ice in his veins. The guy, if you give him time, he's gonna get the he's gonna get the throws done. Cincinnati needs to get pressure on this quarterback. And that's a weakness of that Cincinnati defense. If you're gonna pick one out, it's gonna be pass rush. Which is what scares me. Yeah, their run defense is good. Their pass defense is very good with those corners. But getting to the quarterback, if Georgia can't do it, 
it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. So you got to stay on your man. It's going to be not let him run around the field either because, you know, Bryce can beat you with his leg. So mm-hmm. let's get into game picks. Who do you like in this game? Score. Yeah. Uh, to me, like I said, I mean, there's a ton of factors that we already broke down in this game. I think, man, it's hard. It's hard to talk about. I mean, because like I said, there is a lot of recency biases. And I think, again, we're overselling what we saw from Bam in the last time out. And they they played perfect, you know. And to me in this game, even if they're okay, I think they're, they can get exposed. And I think they can be beaten. The problem is, was what you brought up immediately in the beginning of this podcast is, Saban with a month and a half to prepare. Yeah. You know, he had a week to prepare for Georgia and he blew them out, you know? So what's he going to do in Cincinnati? And that's what's, that's what scares me when it comes down to it. So, I mean, I think since he's going to keep it within 14, I'm pretty confident about that. I'll definitely be betting that. But, um, I think, I think Bama, I have a slight lean to Bama, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the Bearcats. Of course, I'm taking the Bearcats. Of course. Low scoring. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to keep it. It's going to have to be 24-21 Cincinnati. I think, I think 24-17 uh, Bearcats. Yeah. I, I think it has to be low scoring. It does. Uh, you know, it's one thing that people aren't talking about is Cincinnati is terrible special teams and field goal kicking. That is huge. Like, really Their bad. kicker is fucking terrible. Like, it's like 7 for 15 like, yeah. field goals. Like, he, they're bad. He's awful. He's uh, awful. So, Fickle needs to make an adjustment on that side of it. They're going to have to go for it on fourth down almost all the time. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a huge advantage to special teams when you get into it. But how excited are we for this game? Though, Fuck, man. man. I mean, we've been waiting for so long for this. And I know we wanted to have a watch party for it. Um, but me and Kate Morgan are actually going to be in Arizona for the Fiesta Bowl. So, which, is, which is amazing. Yeah, which it is. fucking awesome. So we'll be at a bar in Arizona the day before. Wear black. All Bearcat fans, they want you to wear black. Show your pride. Let's go get a W. Let's get to the Natty Championship. Absolutely. All right. So who will Cincinnati play in this game in the National Championship? Good question. Orange Bowl, we have Michigan and Georgia. Um, Michigan was playing probably the best football in the country at the end of the year. They were playing yeah. the best football in the yeah. country. Coming off the two, I mean, two most impressive performances we've seen from them by far. Take down Ohio State, blow them out, honestly. And then they blow out Iowa right after. And they look they look awesome. They looked awesome. Um, Georgia comes off their first loss of the year after we were crowning them, walking away as the best team in the country. Um People think this is going to be a very good game. Spreads, I think, at seven and a half for Georgia now. Mm-hmm. We're going to break down the game just like we did the Cincinnati game a little bit. Let's start with the defense side of the ball. Which defense would you take in this game and why? It's uh, a good question. Um, they're, they're, both these teams are so similar. They're built, they're built exactly the same. Uh both defenses are phenomenal. Um, oh, damn, it's tough. I'm going to break it down into sections for you because I think I would take Georgia's front seven, but I would take Michigan's secondary. Interesting. I Overall, I'd probably take Georgia's defense, I would, but it's very close. I think Aiden Hutchinson is the best player on the field. Yes. But I think as a whole, I easily take Georgia's defense. I don't know about easily, but... I would uh, easily take Georgia's defense. Okay. You know, based on... The whole season, we have to. I look at the season as a whole. I have a weird take. I think Jordan Davis is very overrated. Really? Yeah. I watched him in that Alabama game. He fucking sucked. That whole game. He was so tired. Yeah. I was breathing. He does get gassed very easily. He's 400 pounds. Like, yeah, come on. He can't even, he plays one down and he's like, 
he's done. He, and he, I mean, he's so fast. And I, but for one play, that's my problem. Georgia has been the better defense as a whole all year long, I believe. Yeah. Michigan has been better as of late, but I think it's. I, I, we were talking about Georgia's defense being historical before yeah, we this were. game, and I'm not willing to really jump off that ship yet. Michigan's defense is good, but I think I would take Georgia's defense. Well, well I mean, here's the thing about their defenses is we just, like I said, we crowned Georgia all year, but I mean, you said it best in one of the games. I think it was when they played Tennessee. So this is the best offense they've played all year. They didn't play a good offense until Bama. That's also a good point. That is a good like, point. They didn't play a good offense until Bama. And then Kirby Smart said it best after the game. He said, yeah, like we are weaker in our secondary. That's, right. that's something no one's been able to expose on us, but it's the truth. And Where I think Michigan, we saw them play Ohio State. They're not weak in that secondary. And they're great at def- defensive end. And they're good at linebacker. That's the fair. problem is they kind of have some defensive tackle issues where they're not 100%. And the depth issue, like Georgia can run out 12 guys in that front seven sure. that are all elite. Mm-hmm. You know, Michigan has a very top end in those front seven. You know, really good three guys, four guys. They have the, t- uh, the two bookends. And then they got those two good linebackers. Yeah, I mean, I really like. I was I was gonna say that you know they had the three best defensive players on the field, but Nicobe Dean, the linebacker for Georgia's. Nicobe Dean's as good as anyone he's, in the country. Yeah, Aiden Hutchin has the name because he has all the numbers, mm-hmm. but Dean is a freak, and he's their best player on their defense, right? Everyone thinks Jordan Davis is this you know god of a guy, but I think Nicobe Dean is the reason why they're so good. But you know, let's talk about the offenses now. Which offense is better? And I want to lead with that because. I think that Hutchinson's going to get stonewalled in this game. He might have a sack, but Allen from Alabama is just as good as Hutchinson. Look at the numbers. They are relatively the same if Allen's are in a slight bit better. Hutchinson Hutchinson has meant more for that Michigan defense, but Allen really didn't do shit in that Georgia game. Anderson. Anderson, sorry. Anderson, Anderson, not Allen. But Anderson's been just as good as Hutchinson all year long, Mm -hmm. and... Anderson was averaging about two or three sacks a game going into that SEC championship. He had, I think, he had three tackles and maybe one sack. Mm-hmm. I think they do the same thing with Hutchinson. I think they control him. They control him for most of this game. Yeah, I mean, Georgia has a great offensive line. I mean, that's yeah. not an issue. But when it when it comes to both ends, right? Bama does not have as good of a as a two punch combo as Michigan does, though. Running backs. No, I'm talking DNs. Oh, DNs, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like Hutchinson and uh, Job. Yeah, I think that's the last name. I can't think of it right now, but both of them together will cause problems. I think for Georgia, I think they will. Like, and we, we saw it before. Stetson Bennett is not an elite quarterback at, in the college football level. Like, he's just not right. So if you get him rattled, I mean, who's who's better, CJ Stroud or C, or Stetson Bennett? Oh, CJ Stroud. Right. So therefore. And he was fucking super rattled in that football game. So what do you think is going to happen right. in this game? I mean, again, different dif- different offensive lines. But Ohio State has a first round uh, left tackle, Paris Johnson. So I think yeah, I think the they're going to the cause some problems. Lines is a much better as a whole, I believe. Whose offense would you rather have in this game? I'd rather have Michigan's with the two headed monster at running. Back. I love their running backs. I think Haskins is a fucking stud. So is Blake Corum, and he's healthy now. I think Michigan's offensive line is a little bit better, and I trust McNamara at quarterback a little bit more. I've said it since that, even in that Michigan State game and on, he's, he's been, been awesome. better. He's been really good. He's been better. Like he hits open receivers. He does the job, man. And people keep saying, "Oh, this run game, this run game, this run game." But him and play action passing and doing his thing, like 
He's a good football. He's a good football player. I like him at quarterback. The receivers are a little weaker, but he can get it done. I'm, I'm confident in him. Would you run Stenson Bennett out there like they're going to? Or would you make the move with Daniels? It's tough. Um, Stetson's obviously been the guy all year. He got you to the dance. But from what we saw in that Bama game, me personally, I mean, we're obviously a big believer in JT Daniels. I mean, we've yeah. been believers in him for a long time now. So for me, yeah, I'm playing JT Daniels. But Kirby said it's... it's no, they're going to play Stetson. Stetson's team. Yeah, they're going to play Stetson. There. But if it's, you know, 21 to 7 at halftime, I think they're going to roll out JT. I, I think you have to. Because as a Georgia fan base and just university in general, like, Kirby, don't die on this Stetson Bennett hill, man. Do no. whatever you can to win this football game. We saw uh, Saban do it a few years ago with Tua and Jalen Hurts in the SEC championship game. You know, he had to make a move that was not popular by a lot of people, but it won him the SEC championship. No, it won him the national championship against Georgia. Was that nat- national? Yes. Team? Okay. So yeah, kind of same thing. And that's like, the problem. And that's hey, the better know, passer. In who's that the game. better coach? You know, Kirby or Saban? I mean, they talk about this all the time. And well, it's not even close. Better coach. I mean, Kirby's newer. Yeah, well, he's obviously has been a head never even long. beat Saban. Right, but when is he going to? And this is the year. This is the this year. Is the this year. is what everyone says. If he doesn't beat him this year, when is he ever going to? Well, let's stay on this game. What are the keys to victory for Michigan? Yeah. Michigan, like I said, these teams are so similar, like in a lot of ways. I really think that Michigan, they're gonna have to play their football game, like kind of like we talked about Cincinnati, right? They run the fall, they run the football very well, and to me, it's like, can Michigan run the ball against Georgia's defense? That to me is like, no. That I think that's probably one of the biggest factors in this game. Can they run the ball and get McNamara in positive passing situations? Right. Right. I mean, they have a very good tight end. Both teams have very good tight ends. Both teams have are they're built legitimately identical in so many ways. So if if Michigan can kind of stay on track and play their game, run the football, then I think they have a good chance. I mean, that's my question to you. Can Michigan run the football? I know you said no, but why? I, I don't think so. I think Georgia has proven week in, week out, their front seven is elite. Elite, elite. Super elite. And they haven't been run on all year. They've been passed on at times. Um, but even Bama, they didn't run for shit. I mean, Bama's run offense is not what it's been in the past. Yeah. Um, but look at anyone. No one's run the ball on them. Uh, I think Tennessee had the most success doing it. Um, but even then, it Tennessee was... also threw the ball well. Yes. in that game too. Yes. So and they were able to mix it up. So I don't. I don't think. I don't think Michigan's going to be able to run the ball. I don't think anyone's going to run the ball on these guys. Okay. I don't. I don't. What's your key to the game for Georgia then? Key to the game for Georgia is. Stenson Bennett is going to have to make plays with his legs. When he gets tucked in the pocket, he's very bad. And that's what Bama did to him. They made him throw the ball. They made him beat him with his arm. And he's good throwing the ball. He's good enough throwing the ball when he's able to move around the pocket, you know, run a couple chunk plays and go from there. Um, But when he has to sit back and be a pocket passer, it's just, that's just not his game. So he has to be able to move the, move the chains with his legs or, you know, they have to run the ball good enough. You know, I don't think they need to really run the ball a lot, but they got to run the ball enough to get Stenson Bennett away from those pass rushers. You know, get off those pass rushers. Who's the more physical team? It's a good question. That's a really good question. And I think Michigan has proven they've been more physical. Um, because I, I, don't, I think we can both agree it probably 
Georgia's defensive front. You know what I mean? I mean, that's probably one of the most physical team yeah. section, you know, uh, you know, individual portions of a defense we've ever seen that's more physical than them. I, right. I, I, would, I would argue they're probably more physical, but like as a team as a whole, who's more who's I more would physical? say phys- physical specimens, Georgia. Right now, I think the tougher team is Michigan. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think physically dominant, Georgia, tougher, what we've seen so far, it'd be Michigan. Yeah, I, I, I think Michigan is just, I think they're so physical, man. I mean, the way they've beaten up these since they lost that Michigan State game, they've just had a different attitude about them, man. Like they, they've been. I love their running back Haskins. We've mentioned it. They've he been, is a fucking beast. We, they've been the best team. They were the best team in the country for the last three weeks of the season. I do think it hurts them having a month off. That's interesting because they were on such a roll. Yeah. So it's like that fire kind of slows down. And ev- here's the thing too: is everyone's been telling them and the rest of the world how good they are. And now, now they're going to get a fucking pissed off Georgia team, a pissed off Georgia team that got embarrassed by Alabama. So that's what I'll bring up. You know, where's Georgia's mindset? I think Georgia's mindset <laughs> is exactly where it needs to be. I think is they're going to be fucking pissed off. I think they still believe, especially on the defense side of the ball, that they're an elite unit and they had a bad game. They're we're going to get into it when we have our game picks. But is there a little bit of a disbelief in their no. mind, like fuck, we're not that good. Fuck, we just got our shit run. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe if they play Bama again, that comes into like, there into could a be factor. A, there could, it's something like psychologically. I think there's a big factor in this game that George, that Michigan, as you said, is coming off such this high right now that we're the best team in the country. We can beat anybody right now. And Georgia just came off a very demoralizing loss where they're like, "Damn, we just got our shit pushed in really bad." If this game happened, we're not that good. This game happened one week after the SEC championship and the Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. I think that's a major factor. I think they felt bad for themselves for about a week, and then they said, "No." We, we're, we're that good. Like, I fully believe that Kirby's going to have these boys ready to play and believing like they were the whole year. You know, it's the opposite of Alabama. Recency bias, right? Georgia was the best team all year long. All we know is the last game when they shit the bed. Alabama was very mediocre all year. All we know is when they fucking blew out Georgia. So, I'm a full believer that Georgia's going to be pissed off in this game, ready to go. So, therefore, you have... We talked about one blowout. <laughs> yeah. Georgia blows them out. Oh, my God. Georgia blows the doors off Michigan <laughs> this game. And how, I've never how do been, they do it? How they, do they do it? I don't think Michigan's in move the ball at all. I just don't think they move the ball at all. This is a perfect matchup for Georgia. Perfect matchup. It's a run-heavy team that's going to try to be more physical than a team that they're not more physical than. It's a Big Ten team playing against elite talent in everything that they're strong at. Right, Michigan strong up front, strong running backs. They've never seen a front seven like this. We, you want to go to the Ohio State game? We've said from the very beginning, Ohio State was not tough in the trenches, and their run defense was awful. They proved it all year long. It's not like it's not that team. Iowa, yes, but now you you take and put the best run defense in the country with these elite guys against Michigan. I think Georgia blows them out of the water. Damn, I. I Double so, digits. So you think this offense is going to put up points on Michigan? I think they just dominate them in every aspect. You probably think that, like, it might be close early. It's like 
zero zero for a while and then michigan's defense just gets tired and then yeah, i think it's like yeah they're on, they're on the field so much from so many three and outs kind of thing anywhere from 17 to 21 to no more than three to at max 10 points for michigan max, max 10 points. points max 10 points oh this God. is i i've never felt more confident in the game as i think they're gonna blow the brakes off michigan in this game wow i, I just think they're michigan wants to be georgia in every aspect of how their game is. I think Georgia's just that much better than they are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not against the things you said. I mean, do you, who do you think wins this game and why? Uh, this is a tough one. Like Did I, I rattle said, you with that answer? No. No. I mean, I know you've been a Georgia guy all year, and I had too. I picked yeah. Georgia to win the national championship preseason. So uh, for me, this game, I think there's so many things that go into this game. To me personally, like I said, I think. Damn. Now that I'm thinking about it, I almost want to take Michigan's defense over Georgia's defense because I do think there's a bigger difference. I think Michigan's secondary is a lot better than Georgia's secondary. Like, a lot better. Like, I really think so. Like, I don't think Stetson Bennett is going to be able to do much with the football. And that's I really fair. Don't. I mean, Georgia's offense has been anemic at times. Mm-hmm. And they have proven that they can stall. And, not and that's my problem with Georgia this year is Kirby's dying on the Stetson Bennett hill. And I think it's holding them back. I really do. Like... In so many ways, I think Georgia can beat Michigan, beat Bama pretty handily. But in so many ways, I don't think Stetson Bennett can do it. You know, and I don't know if if Kirby's truly gonna pull the pull the hand. You know, get JT Daniels in there. So for me, that worries me. I'm gonna go with Michigan in this game. Wow. I think they keep it within seven points. I think it's gonna be very close. Outright winner. And I think they outright win it. Wow. Score. It's gonna be. Fuck. 17, 17, 14. Wow. 17, 14. I mean, I think, like I said, the other score I also had 24, 21. Like, I think both these games are going to go under. I think it's going to be great football games. And I'm excited for it. People think, oh, low scoring is going to be terrible. I'm so fired up for these games. I could see like a Georgia Clemson type game, like we saw week Six, one. 6 3. Or was it 10 3? Yeah. I oh, mean, God. like a defensive touchdown was it. Yeah. I mean, you could very well see that. Last question about this game. Who's the better coach? Like overall, like everything, I mean, everything to do with college football or coach on the field? Like who's going to have the coaching advantage in this game? Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. I agree. I think Kirby's a better recruiter. I think Kirby, yeah. Kirby is, he's good for college football. He, he recruits at a high level. He out-recruits Saban in a lot of ways. Yeah, but he does. I think on the field, I do think Harbaugh is a good football coach. Um, God damn, this is going to be a good game. I, I I couldn't be happier for these four teams. I mean, I literally just picked a Cincinnati-Michigan national championship. That's wild. You know how amazing that is for me? How- that is that is anarchy college football at its finest. Ohio State would just fucking jump on the Cincy bandwagon so fast if that was... A- oh, that'd be sweet. And they kind of like don't like each other, but they're oh, not, not even close to Ohio no, Not even close to Michigan, the game. Uh but, so I have Cincinnati, Georgia. You have Bearcats in Michigan. Yep. Wow. Yep. We're here. We're I mean, here. and last comment on these four games. I, I've talked about it earlier in the season how, you know, Bama's offense last year was so amazing and they just ran through everybody. And Burrow before that, same thing. We're looking at four teams. I'd say, okay, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati are all defensive teams. 
like strong defensive teams. So I'm I'm very happy to see the resurgence of defense in college football. Well, that's what we kind of said preseason and the preseason college football. We thought this might happen. And I'm, I'm excited that it has happened. Like, it's awesome. Like you look at these four teams, these, and even the fifth team, Notre Dame, Oklahoma state, like Baylor, like they're strong defensive football teams. Like it's, it's good to see in college football. They were able to shut down these high powered dynamic offenses that we've been seeing. I mean, we saw, talk about the discrepancy in college football this year. And, you know, we get teams from out of nowhere. But at the end of the day, we both had three of the four college football teams in our playoffs. We had Bama. We had Cincinnati. We had Georgia. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, Cincinnati's a new dog there, but we expected them to be there. So, it's We wanted them to be there. Yeah. Let's just say that. That's true. We wanted them to be there. All right. We're going to go through some other New Year's uh, Day bowl games. Just quick picks. Um, Let me know your picks and why. First... We have the Rose Bowl, Ohio State, and Utah. A bunch of the Ohio State guys are opting out of this game. Um, who do you got in this game? Utah is favored, or uh, sorry, Ohio State's favored by how much? I'm just curious. Four and a half. Utah's a four and a half point dog. Yeah, give me Utah. Yeah, I'm with Utah as well. Give uh, me Utah hardcore here. I've all been... those playmakers that makes Ohio State great are not going to play. Yeah, they're all out. Haskell Garrett, their best defensive tackle's out. Their best left tackle, Paris Johnson's out. Give me all the Utah. Olave, U- Wilson, they're both out. I mean, Utah, we saw they just slapped the shit out of Oregon twice. Yeah. It's hard to beat a team twice, not let alone slap the shit out of them like they did. So give me Utah here and everyone on Ohio State for opting out is soft. Um, game that we are going to, the Fiesta Bowl in Notre Dame. Yes, sir. And Oklahoma State. Who do you got in this game and why Notre Dame's a two-point favorite? What do you think I have? Yeah, Notre Dame. <laughs> um, I think Notre Dame rolls this game too, even though um, no running back in this game. No the safety's out. No Kyle Hamilton in this game. I think they're going to start the Marcus Freeman era. Here's what I'll say about Notre Dame. I mean, you know, people are making a big deal that Kyle Hamilton's not playing our safety, but he also didn't play the last like, yeah, four weeks. Yeah, four weeks. He yeah. had a knee injury. He's banged up. I'm fine with him opting out. He's a top 10 pick. You know, he has a little bit of banged up knee. Then you got to be okay with Wilson and Olave opting out of that game. They're both first rounders. Yeah, but fuck them. <laughs> but not fuck Hamilton. What's he's the... already banged up. Yeah, save yourself. But okay. and then, but I mean, Kyron Williams are running back going out. That's a little disappointing considering he's not a first rounder. But whatever. We have plenty of running backs. We have plenty of guys on our team. So, but I think the way we've been playing the last five weeks of football, it's a good brand of football. I'm excited to see, like you said, the Cal or the uh, Marcus Freeman era, and. uh Go Irish. Yeah, I think Irish win this game too. Um, I think two. I think they win handily. I think Gundy's getting these boys ready to play though. I think it's going to be a good game. Sure. Gundy said, um, as far as COVID goes, he goes, if we have 11 guys healthy, we're going to play. Love it. So this I'm game. I'm all in on Gundy. Yeah. I like Gundy. but I do too. Um, even though you had him. I'm not going to forget that you had him fired. Keep bringing that up. I know. Because you keep saying you like him. So I got to mention. I do like Gundy. All right. Sugar Bowl. Baylor. And Ole Miss, seven, number seven versus eight. I'm actually, this is the game I'm most excited for, I think. One of the most interesting besides matchups. Besides the playoff game. One of the most interesting matchups, for sure. Ole Miss is favored by a point and a half. This is a true offense versus defense game. 100%. Baylor defense is elite. Ole Miss offense has been elite. Who do you got in this game? Uh, it's tough. Is Baylor's starting quarterback playing? Because he was out before, obviously, in the other game. I don't know. Ah, uh, damn it. This is a tough one for me. Um... They're both. They're actually both playing really good football at the end of the stretch. Um, I'm gonna take. You go first. <laughs> I'm wow. Fucking, I honestly, I can't wow. pick right now. I can't um, pick right now. Whatever you say might sway me. 
I think Ole Miss scores too much. I think right. they score enough to win. I don't think Baylor can keep up. Baylor's offense or defense is elite, but Ole Miss is going to put a point regardless. Um, I think they will. I could see this game going either way, like I you said. I really could. Um, I'm staying away from this game from a betting perspective. Matt Corral is going to play, though, and I think he needs to really show his draft stock. So I think he has a good game, and I think Ole Miss wins this game. Which is awesome. Like, Matt Corral has totally swayed my opinion of him this season. Yeah. Having you got to kind of have a punk ass. Like, things he said, and the fact that he, you know, in his interviews, they ask him, like, oh, why are you playing this football game? My team got me here. Why would I leave them now? Right. You know what I mean? And again, I think it's bullshit that they even ask him, why would you play in this football game? Right. Like, what is that saying? What is that saying about college football? What is that saying about you as a reporter that you don't think a guy should be playing in a football game? Right. Fuck you. But anyway, Matt Corral's a dude for this and for playing. Kenny Pickett's soft for sitting on his game. Um, they'll take Ole Miss just because of that. All right. Just because of that, honestly. Probably the least exciting game out of this day is uh, Iowa and Kentucky. You know, both teams had decent years. Kentucky's the three-point favorite. Who do you got? Uh, fuck. Give me Kentucky. I love this game for Kentucky betting-wise. Yeah, I like Kentucky here. Uh, Iowa's offense is so bad. So yeah, bad. I'll take Kentucky. All right. So well, there's, there's a big game that we're missing. Oh, Pitt and Michigan? Michigan State? Yeah. What, the I mean, only thing that's, is that's, that's, t- that's tomorrow, so I don't know if we're going to get this out in time for the guys to listen to it. Yeah, but everyone's sitting out in that game. You have the two marquee players that are both sitting out. Yeah. It so. sucks. It's just stupid. Other than that, bowl season has been kind of underwhelming this year. It's been... What do you mean, Pitt and Michigan State? Just bowl season in general. Well, it's just... I don't even want to say the word, but yeah. people are getting sick. Yeah. No, I know. But playoff games is the big one, so... All right, that's the college football wrap-up. Um... We're here. Let's go Bearcats, baby. Excited. Exciting. I don't want to be a Lats Bearcats game. No, we'll get more Bearcats, but we're going to be at the Fiesta Bowl, which will be awesome. First time at the Glendale Stadium for me. I oh, really? Yeah, I've been yeah. there I've been there a couple times. I've seen it on really TV. Nice. It looks really nice. So, really nice. But college football, man, I mean, we'll obviously have a wrap-up show, maybe do some awards, I was thinking, at yeah. the end of the year, too. Yeah, we'll be do good. some college football awards. Um, but, yeah, what a season. Wow, went by too fast. All right, time to go to the NFL and recap of Week 16. The competition is absolutely insane right now. Um, I was I had a huge lead, and it's gone. My yeah. lead is gone. Um, let's run through not all the picks from last week, but uh, the point totals. B had two points. He's up to 66. Lock was the Chargers. He lost the lock. Upset was the Lions. They lost as well. Bad week for B, only two points. Mac with three points, so he gained a, he gained a point on B. Um, he has 65 points now, so he is one point away, and this is the battle for last place with two weeks left. Mac hit his lock with the Rams for the third straight week, and he lost his upset with the Giants. So Max lock He's last streaming one. Rams. The last lock he had that lost was Panthers. The Panthers. So he's still driving to Carolina if it ended today. Yeah, he needs to change up that strategy. He needs to find a bad matchup for the Chargers or the Rams. I know, I know. So or someone else. Or, or he just, just wins. wins. Yeah, just or win. he just finds a way. Um, okay, Morgan, you had four points, totaling 77. Your lock was the Bucks. That hit, and your upset was the Browns. That kind of almost hit. Fuck. Um, I had three points. I think I wrote down four, but I had three points on there. Um, so I'm at 77, so we tied now. You gained a point on me. Yes, sir. Um, I had a lock as the Chargers that lost, and I had the Bears upset that hit. Those were my only three points. Yep. I was over for 5. So for you who don't know, we um, we swept, uh, switched the game out on the docket before Sunday. We all had a group 
chat. Uh, we took the Bengal game out um, because we all switched to the Bengals once K-Morg realized Huntley wasn't going to play with COVID. Yeah, that was fucked. So we put the Broncos and the Raiders. K-Morg hit that game. The rest of us didn't hit. <laughs> so, wow. Me and K-Morg are tied for, to win. If you guys don't remember, the winner gets a trip if to you Vegas. didn't hit that upset, you'd be, I'd be smoking you Smoking. Right smoking God me. damn. So the winner of the competition gets a trip to Vegas. Hotel paid for... $100 cash from each of the other three for gambling money. Last place of the competition has to drive to their last lock that lost. So, B, as you mentioned, it was the Chargers this last week. Mac is still driving to Carolina. Carolina. So, two weeks left. Two weeks left. Um, let's get into these games from last week. Feels like forever ago, but uh, Thursday night football, last Thursday night football game of the year was last week. Titans beat the Niners. We find out that Jimmy G got hurt in this game early on. He tore the UCL in his thumb and has a fractured thumb. Rumor is he's going to play through it. Yeah, apparently. What does it mean? What do you think they should do? Should you let him play or take him out? I We're playing the Texans this week. Yeah. We can get by the Texans without him. Yeah. Um, I would at least sit him for this one game. Don't even risk it. Don't even just get through the Texans with Lance and then move on. I kind of feel bad for Jimmy G, you know, he does well all year long. Yeah. He has, and then he has one bad game. Yep. And he is absolutely Everyone crucified. Just blasts him. Yeah, and I don't think it's fair. I really don't. I don't. Wow, coming from you, that yeah, says a lot. I've been hard on him, but he's played well. Thank you. You know he has, but you really, you. I mean, I get it though. You can't shoot the bed on national TV in a huge game. Um, well, it was just we were dominating that entire game. Ten, not, ten point lead at half. Not only that, like he throws the pick in the end zone. Like we easily should have been winning that game, like yeah. twenty-one nothing at halftime. Like. And our defense just played great the entire game until they were on the field the whole time because Jimmy G couldn't throw the ball. Do you think Jimmy G is good enough to give you guys a run to get to a Super Bowl? Yeah, he did it already. Yeah. You already I mean, did it once. Why couldn't he do it again? I, I I think with Shanahan, I think Shanahan makes up a lot of his yeah. faults. But again, it's not about Jimmy G being the perfect quarterback. He's not. We know that. But we have a great coach. We have great playmakers. We have a great defense. We could do it with a lot of quarterbacks. So this team this year with the Niners... Where do you see them ending up now? I think I think we're it's pretty safe to say they're a playoff team. They win this week, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Probably going to be the sixth seed. Yeah. More than likely. Do you think this team's going to make a run, or do you think there's just too many injuries at this point? I mean, you guys are getting healthy now. I'll be, I don't see a team that I'm really that worried about playing against. In the NFC? Yeah. Okay. I, I really don't. like. I think we match up really well with... Virtually every team in the NFC. So if, the, if it ended today and the playoffs started, you guys would be playing Tampa. Yeah. In Tampa. Mm -hmm. Would you rather play Tampa, the Cowboys, or the Packers? I'd rather play... Or the Rams, I guess. I'd. Well, Rams, we just smoke. That yeah. doesn't even count. Um, out of those teams, I would rather play... Well, no, we wouldn't play Tampa because the Bucks or the... Bucks or Packers are going to get the one seed, correct? Or the, No, it's right now it's either the Cowboys or the Packers. Oh, wow. The Cowboys are in second. So we'd probably play the Cowboys then. Oh, no, the Cowboys no, would play would, the seven. So it would be oh, the Bucks. Okay. The Bucks or the Rams. Interesting. Okay. Um, I would... The, let me just answer it this way. The least team I'd want to play out of all of those is the Bucks. Right. Right. I, I, I think I agree with that. I That's think, the only team I think we don't match up as well I think against. you match up really well with the Cowboys. I think we do against Cowboys. I think we still do against the Packers, and I think obviously against the Rams. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the Packers is a rough matchup for you guys. We beat the Packers every year. Yeah, not lately, though. They haven't beat the oh, Packers the, in a few week years. Week two, we lost to them. But 
I, I, a field goal game. It was close, and we were winning that game. You have no game. one to cover Adams. You don't have a soul that's even close to covering Adams. But our D-line would be all over Rodgers. Yes. They would be all over him. But Rodgers has proven he's... The next-gen stats say but, that he's a good through the ball quicker than anyone in the NFL. That's fine, but is it shocking that, or alarming to anyone else that the Packers only beat the Browns by two after Baker threw four picks? And they only beat the Ravens by... Like, is that just me? And the week before, they barely beat Huntley. Like, I get it. Aaron Rodgers is great. Probably the MVP again. But... I just think they're kind of coasting right now. I do think they're coasting. coasting. Yeah, they shouldn't be. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a right thing to do, but I think they are. But they're just no not. one wants to go to Lambeau in January. I'm telling the you, the Bucks right now. can and they did it and they but won. They are the one team. Dallas does not want to go there. McCarthy knows that. I don't think the Rams. I'm not as worried as the Packers. I don't think I'm. 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 Not, I'm. I'm worried about the Packers. I am really. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get to them in a second. Actually, we're gonna get them next. We're talking about that Browns game. Four picks for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, just said it. <laughs> they barely get by him. Is it the defense you're worried about? I mean, it's not Rodgers. Rodgers is playing MVP. I'm not worried about Rodgers. But I kind of am. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like, the defense is playing phenomenal, obviously. Why can't you put up more points? Why but, are you so close in games? Joe Burrow put up five touchdowns, 500 yards against the Ravens defense. They only, they barely won that game. Yeah, you know, they put up, I mean, the Packers put up 34 points against the Ravens, so... It's not like they didn't put up points. I think, but I think this Packers offense is built different than it has been in the past. It's a run first team. It's a run first team. And if they need to win with Adams, I mean, it's the best combination in football, pretty much. So I'm not necessarily worried about them. It is alarming those last two weeks, the way they barely beat two depleted teams. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, they're winning games. So. I don't think people want to go to Lambeau. I don't. I think, like you said, Tampa doesn't give a shit. They'll go play Lambeau again. They did it last year. But the Rams, you don't want to go to Lambeau. They just don't. I don't think the Cowboys want to go to Lambeau. They're not built for that. Ag- okay. Agreed? I don't, I'm not worried against the Rams against the Niners. Like, Niners will beat the Rams 10 times out of 10. But for some reason, the Rams kind of worry me against every other team. Really? Like, I think the Rams can make a run. Make at a it. run. I do. All right. I mean, and I have been off them a lot this year, but the way they're playing now, beating the Cardinals the way they did, and the way they just looked last week, I'm like, shit. Rams don't look bad. Rogers MVP. Yeah, you think so? Probably. I don't know who else. It's been a weird year. Brady. I would. I would give it to Jonathan Taylor. I. I yeah. love the way they run the football. I've been on the Colts all year, but I don't think Brady. No, I don't like Brady. I think Rogers has been playing better than he has. Talking about those Colts, they win their third straight. Very impressive game on Christmas Day, Christmas night. Yes, sir. That was the second game. The Packers game was the first game. Um, Jonathan Taylor is another big game. Does this game say more about the Colts and how they're rising or how the downfall of the Cardinals? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're, I, I, I think it's both, and I hate using that answer, but yeah. the Cardinals aren't as good or Kyler's banged up or teams are figuring them out. But the Colts are also very good. The Colts are another team. They're just like the Niners. You don't want to play them right now. I think the Cardinals, and tell me if you think this comp is good, they're the NFC Bills. They don't really have a running game. Yeah. And now with, no, you know, the only running game is Kyler, really. Well, Connor's out again, right? C- Connor Connor's was hurt. hurt. Yeah. Um, and now DeAndre out, it makes that offense very tough to score points. You know, Christian Kirk can't be a number one receiver. AJ Green's not stepping up to be a number one receiver not right anymore. now. 
So without Hopkins, I mean, the the leading target guy was Ertz last week, and he had a good game. Um, I do think Kyle's a little banged up, but they're until they get Hopkins back, I don't know how many games they're going to win. And on the opposite side, I think the Colts are surging. They've been playing really good football the last... You just hate Wentz. I just don't trust Wentz. I don't trust him in a big game. You know, if they, if they get to a point where they play the Patriots, let's say, which is not going to end up that way, and they have a team that can stop the run. Tough game, yeah. How's Wentz going to go and win that game? But we saw that. I mean, JT ran on Wentz. J, I mean, JT ran on the Pats. Right. So Right, he did. I mean, I, I, using examples, the yeah, team was a good... Teams, yeah. yeah, the team was a good run defense. I know, speaking of quarterbacks, we, we kind of skipped over Baker really fast with his four Yeah, picks. yeah. We talked about yeah. really quick. I have a weird take on Baker that's going to go against what everyone thinks about him right now. Okay. I still think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. As weird as it is. No, I think he is too. Like, I can't name 25, even 20 quarterbacks that I would take over him. Here's the problem with Baker, though, is you either got to pay him or you don't. And there's no in between. Yeah. There's a weird spot they're in. Yeah, and they're going to have to pay him starting quarterback money to keep him. Yeah. But do you pay him that? That's the question here. It's not whether you think you got to pay him bottom of the barrel starter money, and I would take pay that? him bottom of the barrel starter money. I don't know if anyone's going to pay. Who's going to overpay though? I don't. I don't know. He I hasn't proven that he. I don't think there's a team that's going to overpay that. But if you're the Browns, do you keep him, or do you say we got to move on? I think you have to. You have to. There's you no one really to, else because right? I really think, as bad as it sounds, and how bad he's performed this year, we've seen glimpses. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like. He's a bottom tier. I don't exactly. I don't think he's a great quarterback. But he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. He's proven that. He can get you to the playoffs. He's gotten them to the playoffs. I don't. But it's like Washington has Ryan Fitzpatrick this year, and they signed him. They didn't think they were. He's going to go take them to a Super Bowl. They thought their defense might take him to the Super Bowl. That's what Niners are doing with Garoppolo. You know, like Baker or Jimmy G. I'm biased, of course. What do you think I'm going to say? Baker or Tannehill? Baker. You hate Tannehill. Tannehill's thrown 15 fucking interceptions. 14. He's terrible. 14. Matt Ryan or Baker? Matt Ryan present day? Like yeah. start a franchise? Like with a, or sw- Matt, swap off have, teams right now. Ooh, Matt Ryan could win on the Browns. I might take Matt Ryan this season. But long term, I would take Baker. Derek Carr or Baker? Derek Carr. I mean, that, yeah. That's a quick answer out of me. Kirk Cousins or Baker? Uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I agree with that. But, like, it's still a question, is my point. Like, Justin I don't Fields think... or Baker? Fields. I'm going to give him some years. Okay. Zach Wilson or Baker? Baker. 10 out of 10. <laughs> really? Not even close. Zach Wilson might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. Worse than Heineke. Really? Yeah. Zach Wilson's terrible. Teddy Two Gloves? Or, or Zach Wilson? Yeah. Teddy, two gloves or Baker? Baker. Okay. We're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. All right. Those were the games on Christmas. Um, let's move on to the full slate on Sunday. We're going to start with my Bengals being the absolute dog shit out of the Ravens. Um, I think it was 41-21 was the final. Wasn't really that close. Uh, Burrow throws for a franchise record, 525 yards. Higgins goes berserk, 194-2. and two. Chase had 125. Um, a lot of people, you know, they're going to, they're saying, you know, Ravens route, a lot of COVID guys, a lot of injuries, fair, you know, no Lamar, no Huntley. They had Josh Johnson, um, who was on a 10 day 
10 day contract pretty much was there for 10 days who actually played decent in this game given the circumstances he played all right um but i want to hear that shit because the ravens been kicking the dick out of the out of the Bengals for the last two years when the Bengals had fucking no burrow last year at the end of the week 17 then ravens ran it up lamar's fucking doing spins but before that game when burrow did play remember my comment yeah. i had no i mean yeah they wink martindale absolutely destroyed burrow um the burrow was pretty they were pretty much shut out they got absolutely crushed me and came over in vegas for that game um right and my, and my, it was embarrassing right my take was that you know i mean the ravens beat the shit out of you guys that game you guys took it on the chin you guys knew who you were last year but my, my point was like it's incredible to me how a team can just get absolutely shit on and then you and i watch the game together and then you and i watch this game last week together and it's completely flipped yeah completely flipped yeah and it was just something it was just weird to see i mean that's how the nfl is though nowadays you know right. team can get good quick especially if you draft well it's draft well spend a little money and i was actually talking to a um and uh, a guy who runs a Bengals twitter slash uh, fan page and he's very involved with the team and i think personally the 2020 draft class for the Bengals is going to go down as their best draft class in franchise history mm. you know you get Right now, from that draft class, you have seven starters, all seven rounds. They're all starting wow. on the Bengals. You have Burrow, Higgins, Logan Wilson, Akeem Adeniji, um, uh, Akeem Gaithers, you know. 2019 then. It was 20, because this was 21. It was 20. Oh, I guess when they played. Okay. Yeah, it's 20. Sure. Well, the drafts are the same year. Right, I was thinking college football yeah. when they played. Yeah, 19 that's they what, played that's college football. That's the way football. I think yeah. it. Um, and even the seventh round pick, you saw the kid from we got from Notre Dame. Yeah. Or he was a fifth round pick. Kareem. And, you know, Marcus Bailey in the seventh round is playing linebacker for us. So I think it's going to go down. I, and I think, you know, this is where I usually disagree with K Morg, but we drafted well and you got Thank good you. quick. Thank you. You know, and, but do you do that with free agency? Right. Yeah, you spend $150 million on free the, agency. The way the draft works is you build your team through the draft. You fill holes through free agents. I agree. I agree. That's that's how you do it. Like you guys have a problem at corner. You guys took. You did that. You signed Awuzier. You signed Eli Apple. Mike Hilton. You know what I mean you, right. you filled those holes. But you built your receiving core. You've built linemen. You've done you know, your defensive lines. Your linebackers. You've built through the draft, which has helped you a lot. That's where your biggest beef with the Rams is. Yeah, they just all free agents. Just all free agents. Because just... the big, the thing with the Rams is when they're bad, they're going to be very bad. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be terrible. Like in a couple of years, when Stafford's arms dead, they will be so bad. Are you worried about that with the Niners? Based on them, you know, risking their whole draft capital last year to go get Trey. Oh Lance? yes, I've been very vocal about that. Yeah, you have. If Trey Lance is terrible, we are fucked for a long time. All right, so let's get back to the Bengals. I'm obviously biased. What else do we have on the Bengals? Where do you think this team can go? Same question I asked you about the Niners. Uh, I no, I've Bengals are a good football. Team. You guys have won nine games this year. That's that in, it, in itself, yeah. and you making the playoffs is a win. You, I agree. You need to think of that as a win this season. I, Whatever happens, in the playoffs to you is a win. I think for the sake of the franchise and the sake of the fan base, win a playoff game at this point. Ugh, Just, yeah, it's been thirty years. Yeah, just win one. If they can win a playoff game, but the, my problem is, well, who would you? What's your matchups? I think it's Colts right now. Uh, it would be the Patriots right now if the season ended today. 
Patriots. You in, can beat the Patriots. In Cincinnati. That's a close game, but I think you can beat the Patriots. I don't think you can beat the Colts right now, though. That's I, the, that's that to me scares. me. I think we match up well with both of those teams. I think you can beat the Patriots, but we have the we have the fourth fourth ranked rush defense in the NFL. Um, I think we have a bad matchup this week. We're going to get into a little bit later, but the one the one stat I did see this week was we're the first team in NFL history to have a quarterback throw for four thousand and a two. No, actually, it was receivers. It was two receivers with a thousand yards that are both under twenty-three years old. Because yeah, Higgins is twenty-two, Chase is twenty-one, and then you throw in Boyd, who's twenty-four. Burrow, or does it worry you that Burrow hates Cincinnati? <laughs> the nightlife. He hates it. That's bullshit. He hates Cincinnati. He needs to go hang out with us in Cincinnati. He would have showed him a fucking good time Dude, at night. No, nah, I couldn't hang out with that guy. He was flipping his hair and shit all the time. You know what fun that'd be though, with Burrow in Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, like he would be a king there. So me? I want to bring up another point, and it kind of has something to do with Bengals, but not really. So you know what I love? I don't know. It's just a personal thing. I love when like quarterbacks or running backs get their offensive line gifts for Christmas. Yeah, or like I, I like that too. So Burrow got custom like diamond G shocks for the whole team. Okay, for the whole offensive line. Right. So they're like diamond out ice. I don't like the way they look. They're G shocks, but they're like fancy G shocks. Sure. So they asked him. None like, of them would ever wear them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But he's like. Why'd you go G Shocks? Whatever. He's like, Well, I went to go look at uh um, Rolex Rolexes. And he's like, I'm in year two. I can't really like it's not really in my budget for I saw how much the Rolexes were. Or you think it has something to do with his first overall pick. Come or you on. think the fact that he's been sacked forty seven times, he's just like, they don't deserve fucking also Rolexes that. this year. But th- th- I've seen some good gifts. Like I like seeing that. The gifts yeah. like Zeke Zeke got his offensive line like all ATVs. Yes, here, so that's sure. what I saw I, the I ATVs. That. That's yeah. sweet. That was sweet. Like I love seeing that every year what they get them. Mm-hmm. Like once they're like the rushing, you know, rushing champ. Yeah, I remember Henry got his his guys. I think necklaces last they year. Got him chains. Yeah, we got him big chains. So that that's always cool to see. Yeah. All right, moving on. The Rams. The Rams are fighting their stride. Um, they beat a Viking team who was desperate. Kind of close game, but the Rams handled it, kind of controlled it. Are the Rams Super Bowl contender? Yeah, I said it before. I, they're kind of fi- they're figuring it out. They they hit a very, very bad, I think it was three straight losses at one point. Now they're on three straight wins. Yeah. Like, they definitely were going through it at one point, figuring out the Von Miller thing, figuring out OBJ. Stafford, OBJ. Like, but that's no, the Robert Rams. Woods. And that's just the Rams every year, man. Like, I can't bet on them to go far but from what i see on the field i think they can yeah i mean they were my preseason super bowl pick so i got to kind of ride with them um but i think the robert woods you pick them to win the super bowl to go to the super bowl who do you have to win titans oh god titans rams stupid and they're both playoff teams so continue um i i think the loss of robert woods was a lot to get over and i think it took him a while to get over that um, but I think they are finding their stride. They're playing really good football right now. I need Cooper Cup to take me. <laughs> We're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, but, I, I mean, Cooper Cup's been phenomenal. Stafford's been phenomenal. Should Cooper Cup be MVP this year? Yeah, I don't see why not. He has a chance to break Calvin Johnson's record. He should. Like, he should be MVP. Him or Jonathan Taylor. I agree. I, I, I think they're that. having unbelievable years. Um, yeah, I think, I think the Rams are... You know, I put them up against anyone in the NFC. I think they give anyone a, a big fight. I think they've proven that they can do it. Um, I, I I just think they need to play at home. I think they're not going to be very good if they have to go on the road in bad weather. Yeah. 
Like Green Bay to them, I, I don't see, the, see how they're going to win that game. It's such an East Coast bias thing, though. I know. Like, it I really know. is. Like, I'm like, Bucks play in Tampa, but yet they went to Lambeau last year and won. You know yeah. I mean? they're, they'll be fine. Right. They're yeah. professionals. D- Stafford played in Detroit. He's done it before. He'll be fine. He's had nightmares in Green Bay, though. He's never done well there. He's done well. His team's been terrible. The Bills win in New England. Big win. They take Big the lead game. of the division. Big game. The Bills are starting to turn into the team we thought they were. I think that other game against New England was actually a fluke. The wind was like 75 miles an hour. It was fucking ridiculous. Bill Belichick just out coached them. Mac Jones threw three fucking balls in that game, and they won. Stud. Um, Stud. Are, are the Bills for real? Are they a Super Bowl contender? I don't think so. Really? I don't. I know a lot of people think they are, but they can't run the football. Their defense is suspect, in my opinion. Tredavious White's out. I, I don't I don't think they're real contenders. I think a lot of teams can beat them still. Like I think the Patriots can beat them still. Yeah, I think the fact that they can't run the ball is the biggest concern. Their so, defense is good so enough. Um, I I just they've been there though. You know they've been to the playoffs. They know how to how to win. We saw it though. Like Josh Allen will make the craziest plays. That was I've my point. I said the other day. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. And then and then he misses a wide open guy in the end zone, which he did. Like, he literally won't hit a wide-open target, but he will make some crazy play on the field. Like, and that's my problem with him. Yeah, I. he's just not consistent enough. I agree with you. I don't think he can take this team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just the way they're built right now. They need to develop a running game. Um, but, I mean, I think they win the division. I think they're going to stay ahead of the Patriots and finish out strong in this. Um, moving on to the Eagles. This is a team I can't fucking figure out. Yeah, all year. All year. We thought they were terrible, terrible, and they keep winning games. Jalen Hurts is turning into a sneaky good year. I saw a stat and it compared two guys and they put their numbers up without showing a face. And one guy's numbers were astronomically better than the other guys. Mm -hmm. And it was Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. Hmm. And Hurts is having a much better year. I think he has 10 rushing touchdowns. Lamar has two. Uh, I think Lamar has more yards. Yeah. um, Jalen Hurts is having a sneaky good year and they're winning games. They're a win away from going to the playoffs. They Which win this insane. week. They're going to they be have a great. Play. They have a really good defense. I would say great defense. They have a good defense. Do you good think defense. this team can make any noise in the playoffs whatsoever? Uh, like, put them against any team that's going to make the playoffs. I don't think they beat any team in the playoffs. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, like you said, Cowboys, Packers, Bucks, Rams. I don't think any of those teams have a problem with beating the Eagles. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they make any splashes because they have to play one of those top teams. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. They're the seven. Yeah, they're not on the road. Um, I think they make it a closer game because they control the ball. They run the ball well. Um, but Miles Sanders broke his hand. He's out now. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't. I just don't see it happening. Uh, like kind of like what you said or what I said to you about the Bengals just winning nine games. The Eagles need to take this season as a win for where I thought they'd be to where they are right now. Good for them. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different situation, but I think the Bengals are a better team than the Eagles are right now. I'm not saying that. Stop getting so defensive. No, I'm not. I'm not getting defensive. I'm the I'm fan just... base, I thought the Eagles were going to be terrible this yeah, year. Yeah, that's fair. I think but... a lot of people did. And the fact that they, they're they at where they are at is impressive. Yeah, but the I think the Eagles, the biggest thing with the Eagles too is like, the Bengals know their direction they're going in. They're going to trend that direction. I still don't know if the people in Philadelphia believe in Jalen Hurts as a franchise quarterback. I don't. I mean, I, we don't. It's not that like I don't. It's just, I don't know. Because he's proven thing. me wrong this year. Like, would you be surprised if they brought this whole team back next year and they won four games? No. No, no one I would. thought this team was going to win two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I thought they were going to draft a quarterback. They so still, you, and they still might. 
The funniest part, they still could. They uh, Not a first round one, but they still could take a Ritter in the third. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Eagles. It looks like they're going to get in the playoffs. Good for them. Um, talking about a team that's not good for them, the Chargers. What the fuck was that? They lay an egg on the road against Houston. And yes, the Chargers had some issues with COVID. They missed a few guys. But the Texans were missing 10 guys for COVID. They had practice guys all over the field. <laughs> And it's like it's not like they were missing their quarterback, and right. Justin Jackson had a great game. So it's like you guys had the Chargers as, as your lock of the week. I think that's that yeah. says enough right there. Right. Um. So now the Chargers drop out from being one of those wild card teams to one of the first teams out. They finish with the Broncos and the Raiders. I think if they went out, they're in. Do the Chargers get in the playoffs? Broncos and Raiders? Yes. I think they have to win out. I think they beat the Broncos. Where's the Raider game? In in Vegas. To end oh, the year. man. That's a tough game. I think the Raiders might win that game. So who are your wild card teams right now to make it to the playoffs? In the AFC. So it'll be Dolphins probably, right? You think the Dolphins get in? Well, who are the Dolphins have to play? They got to play the Titans, Titans and they got to play the Patriots. Oh, yikes. Yikes. Damn. You got to assume the Colts, right? Colts are in. You think the Colts are in? The Colts are in. The other two, it's a complete toss-up. Well, like I said, there's so many the Patriots? seven teams right now. I think the Patriots will Okay, so it. then you think there's one spot left. You have the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Raiders. Is Lamar going to play? He practiced in limited capacity today. They want to see him practice before they make any... Well, they better play him. Or else they're not making playoffs. If he plays, they'll ma- they might make playoffs. If he doesn't, then the Dolphins are going to make playoffs. So you, have the, you think the Dolphins? I think the Dolphins... I think the Chargers get in. I think the Chargers went out and they get in. I think they're too good not to get in. It'll be a very di- big disappointment if they don't get in, in my mind. Agreed. Huge. Especially, I mean, you can't lose the Texans, though, this late in the season when you're fighting for a playoff spot and not get in. All right. Cowboys and the Chiefs roll. Yeah, they look good. Both these teams look very good. Do you think both these teams are as as good as they're playing or they're just on a hot streak right now? This is my Super Bowl matchup, by the way. Re- oh, it was, huh? Preseason? <laughs> you guys were dying when I picked Cowboys. Fuck, they're playing well. They're playing as good as anyone. So, um, Dak is my only kind of concern about them, honestly. Really? Yeah. Not Zeke? Zeke's fine. Zeke's not fine. Zeke's fine. Zeke's not fine. I'm not worried about Zeke at all. They need to play Pollard if they want to. Zeke is fine. Zeke's banged up. Niners will take Zeke. Send him over. Yeah, but they're not going to. But No, but Chiefs defense looks fantastic. They absolutely just demolished, I mean, in every single way, the Steelers. It wasn't even a close football game at all. So, I mean, I like what both these teams, how they're doing right now. I think they're both Super Bowl contenders. I, I agree. I think they're both legitimate football teams. I think they both can make a run at it. They're both playing as well as anyone right now. Um, I would not be surprised if this was your Super Bowl matchup. That'd be crazy, though. I don't think we've ever had a matchup predicted and actually gone. We've had one or two teams. Teams, yeah, or, never one, both. One team make it, never both. That's why the Bengals are going to make it because no one had them in there. <laughs> Always. 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 All right. Dolphins win seven straight. Yeah. You think they could be a playoff team? I think they can be. I think no shot. No shot. No shot. I, I think they're smoking mirrors right now. Um, let me read you off the teams. Oh, I know the teams. That they've beaten to wait, to get to seven straight. Because... Ravens. 
the Ravens was the best win they had. Yeah. I, I fully agree with you. The Ravens game was one of those games, but they needed a lot to happen in that game. A couple fumbles. It was a close game. It was it was a huge upset, right? Against Lamar, though. They beat like... the Saints. Yeah. Who was had on their fourth string quarterback. They beat the Jets. They beat the Giants. They beat the Panthers. The Jets again. The Ravens, okay. And the Texans. Not good football teams. <laughs> Not at all good football teams. I mean, the Ravens are, yeah, you can give them that. But other than that, those other six games are not being good football teams. So no. I think it's smoke and mirrors. They got to play the Titans this week. That's going to be a good game. And then they got to play the Patriots week 18. So I think they got to win out to get in. I think, I think you have to win 10 wins to be a wild card team. I do. I think there's too many good teams. I think a 10-win team could be left out, to be honest with you. Wow. I think a 10-win team could. Wow. So we'll see. I'm not really buying the hype in it. So, all right. Week 17 competition. We got two weeks left. Here we go. All right. Game one. Chiefs at the Bengals. This is a huge game. The Chiefs, if the Chiefs win, um, and I think who else has to lose? I, I think the Titans lose. Chiefs win, Titans lose. Chiefs clinch a first-round bye and home field throughout. So it's a big game for them. The Bengals, if they win, they clinch the AFC North title outright. Wow. So it's a huge game for them. Both teams playing for a lot. Mac is taking the Chiefs. B is taking the Bengals. You know where I'm going. Okay, Morg, where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to get a game up on you here. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Oh, you think so, huh? Yeah. I mean... And it's again, it's not disrespect to the Bengals. The Chiefs are just playing insane football right now. They are, and they're playing really good football. I think it's a very tough matchup for the Bengals. It's a tough matchup for anyone. It's the fucking Chiefs. Yeah. Right? Um, I pick the Chiefs against everyone else, but I'm against my team. So yeah, of course. I think it's going to be a very good game, though. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. It's a big game for the Bengals. The Bengals can win this game. They obviously win the division, but they gives gives them that sense of belief that they can beat anyone if they can beat the Chiefs in this game. So I think it's huge for them, and for the Chiefs, home field throughout. Tough place to play. Yeah. Um, in Kansas City, so big game regardless. Game you mentioned earlier, Dolphins at Titans. Mac and B are going to take the Dolphins in this game on the road. Game Warren, who do you got? I'm taking the Dolphins. Taking the Dolphins. Just because wow. I hate you and the Titans. You do hate you do hate the Titans. I do. Just because uh, you like them. I'm going Titans. I think the Titans win this game. I said the Dolphins. It's more about the Dolphins than the Titans in this game. I think. I think the Dolphins are a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Um, I think they come back to reality in this game. Imagine the Titans in the playoffs if they get Derrick Henry back. Scary team. Scary, very scary team, scary especially team. if they can find a way to get a bye, that first-round bye. Oh, they're not going to get a first-round bye. They're a game out. They're a game behind it. Wow. They're a game off of it. They're, they're the two-seed right now. Wow. So it could very easily happen. So look out for the Titans in the playoffs. I'm going to take them in this game. I think they, they win. All right, Raiders at the Colts. Raiders low-key control their own destiny. They win the next two, they're they're in. They beat the Colts, and they beat the Chargers. Two tough games. They're up and down football team. They're not beating the Colts. Put me down for the Colts. I'm, but Wentz. Wentz is on COVID list. Oh, yeah. We'll all but switch he, over. He, but he could come back on Sunday. New CDC rules. New CDC. They said he could come back on. They got all those other, Quinn, Span, or Quinn Nelson's back. Darius Leonard's back. Are you still taking the Colts? Yeah. I mean, if Wentz doesn't play, we'll obviously all switch over to the Raiders, but... Yeah, I'll take the Colts for now. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts as well. Yeah. I think the Colts win this game. Um, just too much inconsistency from the Raiders for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Rams at the Ravens. 
Mac and B are going to take the Rams. I'm also going to take the Rams. 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 Lamar, Lamar We're going to have to play. switch up on some of these games. I, there's not a lot this week, so there's not a lot. Okay, we'll take a look later. I, I mean, okay, that's a big game. That's a huge game. The, Ram, the, oh, the Ravens have to win that it game. Is. All right, Cardinals at the Cowboys. Mac and B are going to take the Cowboys. I think I know who you're going to take in this game. Yeah. Cowboys? Yeah. I'm going to take the Cardinals. The Cardinals need to win this game. They're a, Go good road, they're a good road team. They're a very good road team. They're actually better on the road than they are at home this year. Only one road loss, I think. So they need to win. I'm going to take them in this game. All right. Lock of the week. Mac is going to stick with his big guns and go with the Rams. He's so he's, fucking soft. That's so fucking soft. I mean, he's just trying to avoid having to drive somewhere. But you know what's going to happen is the Rams are going to fucking win out. He's going to lose and he's going to end up in Carolina. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it is a good lock, though. Maybe he is trying to win. Maybe. But uh, B is going to go with the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots play at home against the Jaguars. Kind of sketchy for B, knowing that he's only a point up. Yeah, New England's love, kind of far. I'll be honest, I don't love that pick. Who are you going with? I'm going to take the Bills against the Falcons. Bills against the Falcons. I like that pick. Uh, this is Locks are tough this week. Jeez. I, I'm going to go with the Niners. I'm going to go with the Niners against the Texans. All right. Thanks, man. I've driven to San Francisco recently. It's not I'm fun. Not, I'm not going to come and laugh, so it doesn't matter. That's true. All right, upset of the week. Mac is going to go with the Lions. The Lions play... Who do the Lions play? Seahawks. This? Lions play the Seahawks. I mean, just following whoever I picked the week before, I had the Bears beat the Seahawks. Seahawks are at home. Yeah, they lost at home against the Bears last week. So. Yeah. Who, do you, um, who are you taking? Or who's B taking, then who are you taking? B's taking the Bengals. He's going to double down on his, on his pick there um, against the Chiefs. Who am I going to go with? Uh, this is a tough one for me. Uh, um, I'm going to double down with the Cardinals. I already picked them once. I'm going to double down as my upset with the Cardinals. Who do you got? Ugh, God, I want to say Panthers. I want to say Panthers so bad. Who do they play? They're playing the Saints. That's not, what's, the, what's the spread? Seven. For Saints. Saints are favored by seven. They're getting Taysom Hill back. Right, but like, is he really that good? And the the Panthers, but against the Bucs, you know what I mean? Like, of course they're going to have a bad game. I'll just take the Vikings against the Packers in Lambeau. That's not a bad pick. Thank you. Not a bad pick. All right, so there it is. That is it. That is, we have two left to see who goes where. Um, Big Nuts player of the week last week. Who is your Big Nuts Player of the Week from Week 16? Um, I'll start. I thought there was a couple guys. You know, I could easily go with one of my guys in the Bengals who had a big week. But um, I'm actually – this one's tough. I'm going to go with Dak. I'm going to go with Dak. He went for 330 and 4. People were saying, you know, he was a, he was a guy that was struggling a little bit in a slump. Came out and proved those guys wrong. He had a very good game. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dak. Who are you going with? Rex Burkhead, running back for the Texans. Oh, wow. Yeah, good game. Guy had a great game. Former Bengal. Former Bengal, former Nebraska Cornhusker. Nebraska, yeah. Been a guy, just been a dude on the Patriots for a while. Had a really great game against the Chargers and team. Like you said, depleted Texans team. So good for him. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, those are the big nuts player of the week. Obviously, just two of us, so we'll have to get bees on there. All right, we have the fantasy championship in our fourth and drunk league, yes, and sir. we have friend of the podcast Joe Show in the championship against podcast member K Morg. Yes, sir. How are you feeling going into championship week? Well, this is my third championship week. Yep, it is. Out of my fourth season in this league. And I've and I haven't won one. No. Nope. So that kind of says it all right there for me. Are you nervous? Do you have a feeling you're getting over the hump? You know, I I've been riding with my team all year, obviously. Like I love I love my team. Like this is my team, but when it comes to fantasy football, anything can happen, as we've seen. I thought I had the best squad in the, the previous two years that I was in the championship. I mean, looking on paper right now, I I think I have the better team. I do. It's hard to argue. I mean, Cooper I mean, Cup's been unbelievable. Debo's been unbelievable. I don't like looking at projections. I mean, as of right now, it says I'm projected to win, but you know who cares about projections at the end of the day, right? I mean, on no, paper, right, on right. paper, quarterbacks a wash. You know, Mahomes and Josh Allen, right? Wash. I think Allen has a little better matchup this week. If I'm not mistaken, he plays the Falcons. Plays the Falcons. I picked them as my lock. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're going to win that game. But then I got, and again, Bills don't run the ball either. So, right. there's that. But, you know, my running backs, Dalvin. I've got Dalvin. He's got Chubb. You know, it's right. Wash. Very right. close. I've got Cordell Patterson. He's got Justin Jackson, who probably has it'll, it'll be Zeke. It'll be so, Zeke. Okay, so he's going to put Zeke It'll there. be Zeke. So, tough. 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 Yeah. I mean, I think probably, obviously, you're going to give the edge to Zeke there. Right. But then I've got Debo. He's got Jamar Chase. I think Debo's got the advantage there. Better matchup for Debo, without a doubt. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams. You could say that's a wash in a lot of ways. It is a wash. I think that's a wash. Yeah. I have the tight end advantage, of course. I have Mark Andrews. He's got Cole Komet. Are both of our flex. He has Travis Kelsey, doesn't he? Oh, you're right. He does. He has Travis oh, Kelsey. He's on his bench right now. Yeah. So that's going to be a wash too. That's not it. It's also a wash. Yeah. If and not, Kelsey, the Bengals are very bad against tight ends. So they are Kelsey, terrible against tight ends. Yeah. So Kelsey's a big, God. I think that's an advantage to him. You better double team his ass. All right. And then our flexes, I've got Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's got David Montgomery. And it looks like Clyde might not play. He didn't practice today. Should be out this week. Okay. Then, I'm, then I've got Jamal Williams. So. Yeah. That's a wow. pretty close one. And then I've he's kickers, whatever. I've got Bucks D against the Jets. That's huge. Which I like. Could be the but difference. But he's got Bills D against the Falcons. This is a titanic matchup. It is the two like, best teams in the league. This is the two best teams in the league squaring off. This is... Is there any PTSD from your previous championships where yes. the Colts defense just oh. absolutely ruined your fantasy Ask championship in the first half. Well, here's what I'll say is that I don't see that happening with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's not going to throw like 20 picks. He's not going to just like shit the But bed. it was the special teams. They ran back like... Two, two uh, punts. <laughs> yeah. They ran back two punts. Two punts to beat you. Yeah, and it was Saquon's so. rookie year when Saquon went crazy also. That yeah. Me. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know how it goes. You guys it's know the like, team, so you have an understanding. You, men- you mentioned this recently. You know, it's... You can do all this tape study. You can look at every fantasy mag in the world. But at the end of the day, fantasy football, there's a high percentage of it that has to do with luck. Yeah, it does. So, Like you just need these guys to go off on this week. Good luck to done. both guys. I, I hope I see a high scoring game. That's all oh, I it, want. It's projected in the 120s, both of us. As big as that game is, it's not nearly as big as the game I'm in with me and B. Ramick. We are playing for the Constellation Championship in fantasy. Winner come, gets the number one dumpster pick. Bowl. Number one pick next year. Big game. Who's the number one pick next year? Um, two different te- two different guys, depending who wins. If you win, Derrick Henry. 
if he wins? Um, Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. Wow. So either way, you're going to get your guy. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> I, I mean, as of now. So it really doesn't matter, but it's for pride. It is. It's for pride. It's, it is. I could trade back. You never know. Yeah. We all trade back. We all trade back. Or up. All right. So that's NFL Week 17, Week 16 recap. One thing we didn't mention is John Madden passed yesterday. RIP. Yeah. RIP to John Madden. Uh, that one hurt. That one stung. We posted on the Instagram. Legend. Um, I think what's most special about John Madden is you can talk to your dad about John Madden. He would tell you about the commentator um, and the broadcast and how good he was. You can talk to your grandpa about John Madden. He can tell you how good of a coach he was. Um, and then, you know, you talk to any of our friends and you, you know the, the video game and how prestigious the video game is and how it changed football. So I think that right there says a lot. You know, he spoke to different people. It's getting a lot of backlash on these stupid ass tweets lately. What the fuck was that about? Bullshit, dude. Stupid yeah. as hell. I'm not even going to mention like, those. Shut the hell up. Um, the best thing I heard about Madden was he taught a class at Berkeley, mm-hmm. a football class. And it wasn't for coaches or the players. It was for regular students. And he wanted to reach out to the 65-year-old lady and the 18-year-old guy. He wanted to be able to talk to anyone about football and explain the game of football to them. And um, they said during the class, he would just watch the students' faces. And whenever they kind of look like they're drifting off, he would bring them all back and get more exciting into football. So he revolutionized the game. Big loss to the football community. Super Bowl winner. Super Bowl winner. I mean, and I mean the video game, iconic. We all grew up on it. Of course. So um, sip of the drink to John Madden. Tip your cap or tip your glasses at home. He's a legend right there. Good stuff. And also a former Cal Poly alumni. Yeah. Give him Baseball that. player. Yep. All right. And then. We didn't get into it because we've obviously been off, but UFC 269 was obviously a huge, huge, huge card. We had Poirier lose to Charles Oliveira. We also had um, Amanda Nunes lose to Juliana Pena. We're not going to get into the full card in depth. It's obviously given some time now, but we'll, we'll talk about it really briefly. I mean, Juliana Pena beating Amanda Nunes, potentially the biggest upset in women's UFC history, if not UFC history. I mean, I think it'll literally be a day when we all look back and say, like, where were you when Juliana Pena beat Amanda Nunez? Am I right? Was it that big for you? No, but close. It was big. It was big. It was... We were shook. Like, we were watching this together, and we were fucking... Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. It was... It almost looked like she threw the fight. I know you said that, but to me... Amanda Nunes has never been known for like great cardio though. Like she was right. gassed. She was yeah, gassed she was so gassed. early. She thought she was gonna knock her out in the first round and then move on with her day. You know right. what I mean? And that's what it, that's what really happened. She gassed out. Pena just kept moving forward, moving forward, and then eventually got it done. Right. So to me, it was just one of those situations where it was just like, and also you have to remember Nunes did get COVID, and that's why the first fight canceled. True. You know, so True. did that play a factor in it? You know, you never know. But regardless, I mean, again. Hats off to Julian Pena. None of us, nobody, nobody. No one in the world. I did have a little sprinkle on it, though. You did. It was wild. By by, By uh, sub. sub. By sub, which is crazy. Too bad I'm soft and didn't bet a lot on it, but it is what it is. But incredible. But um, the other big one, obviously, was uh, Dustin Poirier getting submitted by Charles Oliveira in the second round. That one hurt, man. It hurt bad. Yeah, you and B were um, pretty rattled over that for a few days. And, you know, I picked Oliveira. I picked him to have the belt at the new year, but I found myself rooting for Poirier in this fight. You know, you just love the guy, you know, 
what he stands for. I love both guys. I really do. I but, like Charles Oliveira a lot. But Poirier, you know, you just you 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 hurt for him. You feel for him. What he's been through, how close he's been to the belt so many times, and just hasn't gotten through to be the champion. Yeah, like like he said. I mean, I felt that one hard. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's like you find yourself rooting for the guy, and I've never like always said like Dustin Poirier is like my favorite fighter, and. The more I think about it, like, he is definitely up there. Right. I don't know about number one all time for me, but, like, he's everyone's favorite fight. He's right. the people's champ. I mean, the guy, you want him to win so bad. And he was winning every minute of that first round. Like, it looked like he was going to sleep Charles Oliveira with the next punch at all times. Right. He was boxing his fucking face in. But then True. you get Charles Oliveira to take your back or get him on the mat, and it's a different ballgame. Charles Oliveira, man, tip your cap to him. You know, he's... The guy's just dominated all year long. Yeah. All year. And he's gone through the Well, gauntlet. going into 2020, December, when he beat Ferguson, yeah. Yeah, that's you have right. that, and then Chandler, and then this. And he was a dog in every single one of those fights. Yeah. He was a dog in every one of those fights. So, But, I mean, Charles Oliveira, you, uh, there was a good argument I saw. Because everyone, you know, Kamaru Usman had three title, um, you know, three title, uh, what's it called? Defenses. Defenses. Yeah, three title defenses in 2021. He's fired of the year. You know what I mean? Covington. Right. Covington burns massive all, right? I mean, the guy yes. did his, did no his job. But Charles Oliveira also did his job. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. two, I mean, wins the gold and then defends it against Poirier, which he was a pretty significant dog as the champion. In I the mean, toughest that's division impressive. in the UFC? Probably. Uh, bantamweight is a killer division. Arguably. No, I mean, lightweight's up there as well. But right. I mean, regardless, I mean, tip your cap to the Charles Oliveira. Is, yeah. He's a dude. But I mean, really, what it comes down to for us is, you know, I mean, the the pain we felt from Charles Oliver, I mean, from Dustin Poirier, yeah. and um, which which leads me into kind of my segment that I want to talk about real quick and my top five because I've talked about it before is Dustin Poirier, and you said it, you know, he's there, but he doesn't win it. You know, he's he got right. subbed by Khabib, he won the interim belt, but it's not it's not gold. And to be a UFC Hall of Famer, one of the criteria is. is what it appears to be at this time is winning the UFC undisputed belt in a weight class. And it's something Dustin Poirier has not done to this day. So I created a little segment right here or a top five, as we always do is my top five UFC fighters that should be hall of fames that should be hall of famers, but aren't because they haven't won a belt basically. Okay. All right. You ready for this? Let's one? hear it. So I have an honorable mention to oh, start just, just one, one, just okay. one, because I, I wanted to mention this guy. Because he is—he's a dude, okay, and he needs to get talked about. Cub Swanson, Cub Swanson, Fair. and these are also active, active fighters. They're all as well. active, yeah, they're active. Okay, so I have Cub Swanson. Well, I tell you, I have one guy that's not, but never mind. Okay. But Cub Swanson, I mean, obviously, he's just been a journeyman. The guy's—he's scrapper, obviously, great hands. He's fought who's who. He's fought Holloway. He's fought Edgar. He's fought in the best in the division. He's fought in the WEC. The guy has been a great staple for the UFC for a while now. Good, uh, good company guy, and. Um, yeah, he may not have won the belt, but he's been in the top five for a long time. So I'm going to get an honorable mention to Cub Swanson. You're going to love my number five, CY. Let's hear it. Clay Guida. Fucking love it. I, I was looking for him to be on there. You I got honorable some, mention. You got to get some Clay Guida. Just by pure volume. It's pure volume. <laughs> volume of fights or volume of punches? That guy's just Both. scrapping with the Both. jab. The guy fights like every fight, every fight night. He was getting dominated in his last fight against Leonardo Santos and then subs him in the second round. Like was getting dominated in the first round. If that guy doesn't die in the ring, he'll be so pissed. I love him. He'll be so He's pissed. got a great Instagram too. Big Fisherman. Oh, nice. Yeah, him and Chad Mendes fish a lot together. Good Clay guy. Guida. Clay the carpenter. This burps. Just all his burps. He's great. Yeah, just burping when they call him out. Yeah. yeah. Love him. Number four is an interesting one. I got Chael Sonnen at number four. He's my guy that's retired right now. Yeah. A lot of people are going to like that. 
but chill really sun but chill sunning to me before there was conor mcgregor before there's colby covington chill sunning on the mic is fucking great like people don't realize you watch some of his tape beforehand like his anderson silva promos things like that the guy was elite and he's always been so real he's fought for the gold he's fought john jones before the guy has been there with he the loves best. to get bobbled though he truly loves against to get... who i mean not really okay the again like tito and bellator when he's like 50 years old now but like when he was he when he was in the ring man i mean people forget he was so close to beating anderson silva in that fight he was i forgot about that fight like that, he was that about was, to beat anderson fight. silva in that fight he rematched him gatekeeper, beat Talk about gatekeeper. silva yeah and i mean he had the belts in bellator at one point and and now He's a great commentator. He's great. He does podcasts. Oh, he's, great. Yeah. he's on ESPN. I take a lot of his takes and I listen to him a lot. And I really like Chael Sonnen. And I, and I truly think he's a guy that needs a little bit more recognition because we forget because we always think about McGregor. We think about, um, you know, Covington. These guys that are outrageous nowadays. But Chael Sonnen was that guy before them. Yeah. So I'm going to give I a little agree. credit to Chael Sonnen. Uh, number three, you're going to like this one. Tony Ferguson. Is he not a Hall of Famer? Interim. He won the interim belt. He was on such a streak. What was it, like nine years without? Yeah, like 11 straight wins, something like yeah. that, 12 straight wins. That re- beating Pettis, he's beating Dos Anjos, beating Cerrone. Yeah, that's tough if he doesn't get in. Yeah. That's very tough. But he just hasn't won it, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, fair. It's tough. And he doesn't have a record. That's the other thing they've talked about is like you, you need like a couple records or something like that too. Fair. Number two, this guy might get in just because the volume, like you said before, but Donald Cerrone, cowboy. Yeah, I think he gets in. I think he gets in just like you said, the volume and he was the face of kind of the face of UFC for a little bit. But it's like he never won it. I they know. Like he lost twice I love to Dos Anjos. I think he lost to Pettis. Like he's just been that guy. He lost to Ferguson, you know? Yeah. That, yeah, fair. Uh, he might not get in. He yeah. Now I think about it, like he was a name and a face. But he but... he loses the big one. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem with Cerrone. He loses the big one. And now his career's gone such downhill that it's like people are gonna think that way about him. You yeah. Know? People forget, man. He was a bad dude for a long time for us. Um, number one. Can you guess my number one? I'm just curious. I think who I know who I'd pick, but I don't know who who, who do you have? No love? No. That that's who you think I would pick? I think that's who I should uh, should be. No, he won the Bantamweight belt at one point. Yeah, but, but I don't he's... even think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But no, it's not no love. Who is it? Derek Lewis. Oh, fuck. Come on. Yeah, I didn't think about Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, baby, the Black Beast, my guy. Just won this last weekend. He could get in with the most knockouts in UFC history. Most knockouts in UFC history. He just clinched it this last time. He just beat Vitor Belfort. He's got to be a top 10 heavyweight of all time. It's so hard to say about Derek Lewis because I heard one of the funniest, greatest takes I ever heard about Derek Lewis said, Derek Lewis is the guy that who he literally beat Francis Ngannou and he just knocked out Chris Dawkins, right? But he literally could lose to maybe Brandon Moreno. Fuck. <laughs> like, really? Right. He could lose to a 125 or the next night. Yeah. Like, he is that guy. He could lose by decision, obviously. He wouldn't lose any other way. But, like, he's literally that kind of fighter. He has that love, one love stone cold right hand or he's losing. That's it. And usually that's a boxing thing, but in the UFC, because like I said before, it's always about who's more well-rounded will win a lot of times. But for him, it's literally, if he touches you with that right hand, you are going to sleep. Yeah. So for me, number one, Derek Lewis, everything about him, obviously the knockout king of the UFC of all time. He just clinched that this past week. Then you also got, uh, you know, he's fought for the interim belt or no, he's fought for the actual belt against Daniel Cormier. He also fought for the interim belt against uh, Cyril Gaon. 
And then he's also beaten Francis Ngannou. He's beaten Volkov. He's fought on the biggest calls. My balls are hot. Like, all of his one-liners, everything he's done for the UFC. I mean, he, for me, should be in the Hall of Fame. No girls, huh? I thought about Jessica Andrade. Andrade was the one. Yeah, Andrade was the one because she's fought at all three divisions. Misha Tate's been in a lot of big fights. Who can't? Misha Tate won the belt. I didn't want to go into people that have actually won the belt, right. though. Because I wanted That's to kind of keep it exclusive to not. But Andrade also won the belt at 115 at one point. Like, right. Holly Holm is somebody that's very well should be and could be a Hall of Famer. There's, there's definitely a lot of females. But for me, it's Valentina Shevchenko or Buzz, so it doesn't even matter. Right. But right. that's my list. The one guy I did leave off that is controversial that he's going to talk about is Nate Diaz. He's going to get in. But, like... Yeah, I agree. But, like, why? Like, I tr- like, I love I, watching Diaz fight. Don't you, get me you wrong. You hate the Diaz I, brothers. I don't hate them. You think they're overrated as yeah, fighters. Yeah, as fighters. Yes. Love what they bring. Like, the energy they bring. All in. And their shit talking. Yeah. As a pure, like, resume fight. And that's my point, is, like, besides McGregor, who was going up a weight class to fight Diaz, two weight classes, actually, in those fights, like, he really hasn't beaten the top guys he's beaten Cerrone which is great but like everybody else like it's he really doesn't have that great resume which True. is interesting fair so for me I, I left him off this list but I mean he pr- probably will get in from his name alone alright so that's Total Generates podcast a lot of information we've been out for two weeks but we'll be back next week recap these playoff games hopefully we're celebrating the Bearcats win and Notre Dame and Notre Dame I mean that's not nearly as big but <laughs> let's hope they win too um We'll get back with the UFC, and then we're going to NFL playoffs. So we'll have our NFL playoff competition as well after we finish this one to see who's driving where. So that's it. We're out. Stay tuned. Follow us. Like us. Share us. We're out.